His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Song of Solomon 8, 3, and 4. Today we take a question on sex and marriage. This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Um, Today we get to take a question that inevitably is an awkward one. And so uh, we're going to do our best and we're going to have fun taking this question. And it's funny because the question itself starts uh, like this. It says, this is super uncomfortable. Is masturbation a sin? What does the Bible say about it? Uh, is it a husband and wife's obligation to take care of one another's "quote unquote" needs? There we got it. So there we go. We it's, embrace it right from yeah, the top. It's uncomfortable. All a, yeah, it's awkward. Which and is really two questions. Here, yeah, but. yeah, the, yeah. There's a yeah. There's a couple of questions here, right? And and I think it's you know, even that statement up top is a good one to even just take a little right. time on, right? That it is an uncomfortable subject, and right. and within the church. This is specifically talking about this first question, is masturbation a sin? Um, and I guess just sex in general, it's one of those topics, it's one of those taboo topics, you know, one of those taboo sins that we don't right. like to talk about. Um, and that's the first thing that I think in talking about this subject is we need to learn how to do that, right? Learn how to do that in an appropriate way, yeah. uh, in a God-honoring way, in a way that we're caring for our brothers and sisters that maybe have struggled with this or are struggling with this. Right. But um, just just with every other sin, um, God has given us the church uh, in his wisdom and yeah. in his sovereignty to walk a line to walk along one another, right? And it's not just in the, you know, maybe the easier ones, but in in all the difficulties and all the sins and the sins that we all struggle with. That's right. And and not even just like for those that maybe are struggling with the sinfulness of sexuality, but just all of us think about it anyways. We're human beings. We Mm -hmm. have this desire in us. And and so what we don't want to do is go too far and say that, you know, the sexual desires or urges that we have are inherently evil or sinful. That would be to take it too far. Mm. And oh God, actually, God gave us these. They are designed for our good, mm. um, for our pleasure, and for the procreation of humanity. Yeah. So they are given by God. It's just like we've talked about on other podcasts. It's when we go too far, or we do it outside of the bounds that God has given, that it falls into sin. And so, uh, you know, it's we can get uncomfortable with it because it's like, well, how do we talk about it? Yeah. You know, and in the church, and really in all kinds of societies, you kind of have like the two far ends of the spectrum like you don't talk about it at all like that's just not something we talk about and that unfortunately happens in homes like yeah how many of us had parents that didn't even have the conversation with yeah. us and left it to uh, and i'm gonna say my parents did that but but the, you, 
didn't have anybody to talk about it with right. and you're just left to figure it out on your own and to figure it out probably from ungodly sources mm. on it and so there's like this tendency to not talk about it to ignore it or to go the opposite way and to talk about it in a very vulgar perverse inappropriate way yeah and neither of those are right and so how do we talk about it uh, rightly and like you said appropriately in a god-honoring way and uh, that's why i like song of solomon you know, yeah. we began it with just reading a verse is so I think that really gives us some cues on how we as believers talk about it. Right. As you maybe have read through the Song of Solomon, there's a, a, you know there's a lot of poetic language in there. Yeah. And some of it, you know, may make you laugh. Like, you know, and, and husbands, you probably don't want to try this with your wife, you know, to say like, you, you know, your teeth look like goat's teeth or, you, you know, your hair looks like a flock of sheep or something. You're like, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. That worked back then. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, it might have worked uh, for Solomon, but you, you might have to be more clever uh, than that. And it's not, and, but we don't also want to make like Song of Solomon just be like the church pickup lines. Yeah. Know? Um but the way that it expresses uh, intimacy, more yeah. than just you know sexuality, but intimacy in marriage, I think it's very appropriate for how we talk about it. One, in kind of a veiled way. It's not explicit. There's right. not a lot of details. Uh, but we can talk about it in a veiled uh, way, but in also a beautiful way. Song of Solomon is a lot of poetry, similes, and metaphors. And I think that really is the guide for us as believers. How, how do we talk about it? Well, it, uh, we can talk about it in a way that's veiled, you know, but direct. And, uh, uh, and, and also always hold it up in the good light in which God has created it. Right. I, yeah. I think uh, the other, another point that we, we should mention of is why we should be talking about it is because outside of the church – in, in our in our you know in culture yeah sexuality is being talked about yeah. right and it's becoming more and more uh just a normal thing and it's it's not anymore a you know kind of like uh you know something that should be held closely but it's not just kind of in the open it's right. casual it's okay to talk about it and right. and talk about it explicitly so i think as the church we need to be ready and yeah. we need to be openly uh confronting that right and yeah. how we talk about it right. and and making sure that we're not letting because like you're saying if if we're not teaching our kids if we're not you know walking alongside one another in this yeah. uh society and culture is yeah. talking, somebody's gonna teach yeah. teach people about it and so let's so let's be informed by the scriptures right let's be right. Uh, accountable to our brothers and sisters yeah. in the lord let's and, learn from those that have gone before us and like you're saying the the bible does not uh, shy away from it right, right? but yeah. there's it, it, like you're saying it shows and it models in different places of scripture uh how we should talk about how we should think about it and and really most importantly like the prescription of it right like yeah. how we are to uh practice our sexuality and in what bounds and we've we've talked about it in in several podcasts but really like God designed sex, right? He gave it to us as a gift for yep. man and woman in a marriage, and right? And that's where he created it to be beautiful and enjoyable and yep. glorifying to him. That's right. And any, um, you know, aberration or any variation of that mm -hmm. is outside of the bounds. And, and, and we're called as uh, Jesus is Lord over our life. We're called to submit to that, right? And right. it's an in those bounds where, where we can 
you know enjoy right. that gift and yeah and enjoy it freely and joyfully uh, within within the right bounds and so when it comes to like our questions well is masturbation a sin well the answer is yes right um why because it doesn't fall within those parameters mm. you know the essence of masturbation is selfish yeah yeah um and i think in you know kind of at the heart of both of the questions whether it's about masturbation or about uh, a husband and wife taking care of the you know the needs of other people um underlying there is is actually a really selfish approach to sexuality yeah that we have needs we have desires and we need an outlet for it yeah um and if you just apply that same line of thinking to anything we're always going to go wrong. Yeah. Um, anytime where our our own needs must be met. Yeah. Whether you know by myself or uh, from somebody else, we've we've kind of gone off 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 offline. We've gone right. off track here, and so the that's not what this is about. Right. And, and in marriage, it's it's actually a, a selfless act of serving our spouse. Right. And really what you're talking about, it's like, it's, it's the essence of what lust is, right? Is this selfish mm-hmm. kind of drive to fulfill yourself, yes. to satisfy I yourself. I want that. Yeah. To, I need that. Yeah. There's, there's this like craving, like you said, that, that I think is, is designed into us by God. Yeah. And we're we're told how to, yeah. uh, you know, where to to practice that um, desire, yeah. and as because of sin and we're fallen, we yeah. kind of like we we veer away from that, and we kind of tarnish the gift that God has given us. That's right. And lust is the driving. That's the driving desire in us, right? That's, that's right. That's saying satisfy yourself. Right. Uh, and satisfy myself. Uh, fulfill your needs. And uh, that's that's just a dangerous ground. I mean, right. apply that to you know to stealing and to theft. Mm. You know, that's what drives people to do that. Yeah. You know, I need that jewelry. Mm. I need whatever is on the store that has caught my eye. I want that. I'll yeah. Do whatever it takes to get it. And and we have to back up and say, well, just because you have that desire is that urge doesn't mean that you can just go and take it and have it right you know now let's say it's a piece of jewelry you it's not wrong to admire a a beautiful diamond right that god has created and to be enamored with the intricacy of it and all that um and and to glorify god because of his creative uh, uh, ability to make a beautiful jewel like this yeah but when that desire says well now i need that it's mine that drives us to sin. Yeah, and the same you know principle is true when we apply it to issues of sexuality, whether it's by yourself or with your spouse or somebody who's not your spouse. That we we've just all of a sudden gone wrong because it's like I need that, right. I want that, and I'm going to do whatever it takes mm. in order to satisfy my desire. And that's the that then we've just crossed over the boundary lines and so now we're into the realm of sin. Right. And so we can't ever, like we can't approach anything in life mm. like that. Yeah. Um, or, or we'll, you know, I mean, we could apply the same principle all day. We can apply it to food. We can apply, you know, to yeah. um, uh, all kinds of things. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that's really kind of the, the operating biblical principle. Like what does the Bible say about it? It's like, we're called to not lust, right? We're not, yep. to, we're called to not covet someone yep. else's wife. Right. And, and really, that's inextricably linked 
with yeah. with masturbation, right? right? You have to. You, there's lust, and you, and you're indulging in it, right. and so that's why we're called to to run from that, run from sexual temptation, yep. not try to you know stay and endure it, but rather just flee from it, right? Right? Yeah, we are. We're to, the at the end of First uh, uh, Corinthians six. We're told to flee from sexual immorality. First yeah. Corinthians six, verse eighteen. Yeah, and uh, we're told to run as far away from principle. Right. So when you start to feel that. And you acknowledge that you don't give in you don't find the outlet for it yeah you, you run away from it knowing that it's going to lead you in the wrong way right let's i i think this would be in this part of, of you know talking about this first uh, part of the question yeah. like what are what are i think healthy ways that we can talk about this yeah. uh for men and women right because it's this is not a this is not a problem that is only for men sure um right but like how do we because i think this is this is one of those things that we we should walk along one one another right Right. this is something that we should deal with together and and there's you know that radical amputation we've we've talked about a little bit before of just how do we cut off sin right um what are like practical healthy appropriate ways to not only talk about it but then you know walk that out yeah yeah well sin loves to hide and grow in the dark yeah you know, so the way that we flee from it, the way that we run from it, is we bring it to the light. Mm. And how do we, you know, how do we do that in an appropriate way? Well, that's why Christian community is so important. That's why walking in the Spirit is so important. That's why hiding God's Word in your heart is so important. Mm. Um, that's why you know prayer and intimacy with the Lord is so important because yeah. those are all weapons that uh, we fight uh, against sin. Yeah. And that, that the, those are the things that uh, uh, that our enemy wants to disarm in us in order to isolate us and get us in. He wants us to doubt the power of the word. He wants us to doubt the presence of God and the peace of God that's in our prayers. He wants us to uh, uh, to uh, fear what people will say if they know these things. And so the enemy is just going to heap, heap on accusation, condemnation. He's going to make yeah. the, the uh, you know, the sin, the temptation just look that much more uh, easy and accessible and delightful. And, uh, and yet God has given us all these weapons to fight uh, right. against it. And so when we're, when we start to feel those urges or if we start, you know, those things start to come up, those thoughts in our mind, um, we, what do we do? Well, we fight it back with prayer. Mm. Uh, we can fight it, fight back with gratitude. It's a, a great weapon that God has given us. And to say, God, thank you for, uh, saving me. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for, you know, uh, the whole litany of things and then reach out to a brother or sister reach out to your small group and say hey i'm struggling i'm having these thoughts will you pray for me right now boom now all of a sudden you've got a group of people that are praying for you yeah um and so you're you're just bringing it to the light if it's so strong and you're by yourself then man get with some go get with some friends say hey pal i you know can i come over right now and hang out can we can we hang out tonight can Mm. you know or can we talk on the phone can we you know get together Man, all those things are what God has designed for us, and uh, we will uh, f- find victory as we flee from it in uh, in that way. So there's a whole, right. uh, you know, and and I think like you're saying, it starts with just bringing it into the light, yeah. right? Because I think it's in it's in the isolation that the shame, the guilt yeah. uh, on the other side of it is what can keep you there, and then. You know, you just let sin fester, and you keep on fighting this battle that that you know you can't 
you weren't designed to do on your own you know and and that's where you know you can you can find yourself somewhere that you never expected that's right but that's why god and his goodness has given us community right given us biblical community and why it's important to to have someone that is discipling you and that you're walking alongside with uh being in a small group where mutual ministry happens right Right. that's the that's the the beauty of it because we have uh we're surrounded by brothers and sisters um in all different stages of life older younger that are dealing that have dealt with different things similar things right and and this is where the body uh is the body right and we walk with one another totally totally and this is is where we find victory yeah that's what god has designed us so whether you're single or married you know these are these are the tools or the weapons that god has given us to fight and all that and so when it comes to then you know into marriage and husbands and wives taking care of one another it's the same kind of principles at play here yeah you know because we can approach our spouse very selfishly and you know we have these needs we have you know whatever and uh, if she's not taking care of my needs or he's not taking care of you know my needs then uh, you know we can get pretty grumpy about right. that and uh, you know the, the answer to that is, is is yes, you know, is a husband and wife obligated to take care of their needs? Well, the answer is yes, but mm. let me just qualify that because like understanding that principle of yeah. not, you know, that, that they're not just objects, you know, for our satisfaction. Right. You know, and so Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 7, you know, chapter 6 he tells us to flee sexual morality well here's the you know the god-given means for us to uh, you know the inbounds like we've talked about for sexuality and so first corinthians 7 verse 3 says this that the husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband for the wife does not have authority over her own body but the husband does and likewise the husband does not have authority over his body uh, but the wife does and it says do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer but then come together again so that satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control and so the answer is yes um but that's never like our motivation when it comes to sex. Well, I have these needs and all that. Like uh, mutually in a in a marriage, we should you know we should delight to uh, uh, give of ourselves to our spouse. That's part of the joy and privilege of marriage. And so um, that's really what it what it talks about. And now husbands and wives have different you know needs in that they have different urges and and uh, and everybody has you know different kind of. Uh, uh, ideas in their mind about the frequency of being intimate. And so one of the things that, you know, my wife and I do when we counsel, whether in premarital counseling or marriage counseling, is just have these questions you yeah. know, and talk about this discussion of like, well, how many times a week, you know, do you feel like it would need where you would feel satisfied? Yeah. And, uh, and those are really good questions to mm-hmm. ask. And, you know, even as I say that and you're listening to this and you're married, you're like, Ah, that would that conversation would go really bad if I yeah. were to ask my spouse that right yeah. now. Um, if that's the case, then bring it up in your small group. Get with your small group leaders and have somebody that can help talk about it with you. Yeah. Um, if maybe if it's beyond that, and you need a counselor. You need to talk with a pastor or elder. Um, they would you know love to talk about these things with you and and help uh, 
you know, walk that out and, and to come to some conclusions like that. Um, because maybe you've just never had that discussion right. and you're feeling frustrated because, and looking for outlets cause you just, you, you've never talked about it before. Right. If you just were to put that out in the open right. and then it would be, you know, bring it into the light, then it would, um, talk about it. So, uh, it would, it would at least mitigate some of the, the stress and the strife that's revolves around this. So when it comes to, you know, the, are we obligated? Yes, but not in a dutiful kind of way. And our needs are qualified here and not necessarily a selfish way, but yes, we, we do within marriage, we give of ourselves, um, in a sacrificial, in a very loving way. That's really like, like the, the principle in both of, you know, these two situations, it's it's not a selfish uh, desire that needs to be satisfied, but rather you, you should be acting self lessly right. Right? right and sacrificially right we've talked about it in other you know podcasts where like you know love is synonymous with sacrifice yeah you know not the feelings that we have not urges that we have no, you know nothing else but it's like the one word synonym for love is literally sacrifice mm. and so when it comes to you know love and intimacy that the same is true there we give of ourselves for our spouse and and that's a beautiful thing it's a way we, you know, demonstrate Christ's likeness as we lay down our life, um, even when we don't feel like it, even, you know, and, um, you know, the other myriads of issues and feelings that we have, but uh, we we give of ourselves. And, you know, the First Corinthians 7 that I just read, it does talk about times where, you know, you may need to, you know, not for, you know, take a break, you know, in this way, but always for a limited time, you need to discuss about it and for the purpose of devoting yourselves to prayer. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, you know, not to, no other reasons, not for, you know, any other selfish reasons, but the only reason that we would, you know, limit our connection together is so that we could connect with the Lord. Mm but not for too long, not without communicating it with one another because we all, we lack self-control and we have an enemy out there who will want to uh, come in and destroy us and uh, in, in, in the midst of all that. Yeah. So, uh, so it, you know, these questions can be uncomfortable to talk about. We can't right. talk about it all in, you know, in the length of a podcast here, but, um, but I hope that, you know, you, as you're listening, you're getting the essence of these questions. We can talk about it. There yep. is a right and God-honoring way to talk about it and uh, with whom and all those things. And and there is a, a, a posture that we come into this, a heart posture of wanting to serve and uh, sacrifice for our spouse um, when it comes to sexuality. And so right. anything outside of that, we fall into the realm of, uh, selfish sin or uh, perverse sin and that's obviously not what we want to do mm. we want to honor the Lord with everything whatever we do we want to do all to the glory of God including uh, in, within our sexuality Amen well thanks for tuning in to Consider It a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas where we are taking on questions regarding life theology and the church If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support in listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.